Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, my name is Alistair Tremblay Birchall, and I would like to promo a couple of things. Firstly, we uh, have another podcast called The Pop Test, which is uh, much more legitimate and is a science (laughs) quiz thing. And it's part of the... ABC here in Australia, and mm. you should download it. Second thing, we're doing a comedy festival show uh, in 2021. It's called Teleport mm. in Melbourne. Mm. If you if you fit that criteria of being in that year and <laughs> in that place, in that place, you should get tickets. That's a great way of supporting us, and also seeing what some of these ideas from pods don't you know, turn into. And third thing, some. Uh, great listeners, I would call them Two in the Think Tank scholars, mm. have created a Two in the Think Tank Discord. Mm. Um, and if you're into that kind of thing, there's going to be a link in the show notes to access it. And po- probably we'll put it on our um, on all, our socials. All these things will be linked in the show notes down below the podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to it right now. <laughs> Big fish, please. One fish for me. I'd like a fish. Like a fish. Hello, and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair Trouble Birchall. <laughs> it puts the, the lotion on its skin. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Bane or uh, that guy. <laughs> what if Bane or, was know, Kylo in... Ren? I think we're in a it golden... It the lotion on its... <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because the Buffalo Bill, yeah, he kept somebody down in a hole, yeah, and so did Bane. Also, keep somebody down in a hole. I think it's for people who have nasally ways of talking. All right. Do you think yeah. maybe that that was just kind of mm. masking some kind of like mouth problem? Before we get too far into this, this is Batman Jack Drew. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Jack Drew. But I, what I wanted to say on the yeah. voice thing was that. It sounded like, you know, you watch a documentary and someone wants to remain anonymous, but they mm. put the distortion over the voice. Yeah. I thought it sounded like that was happening, but the first and only thing you said was, I'm Alistair Tremblay. <laughs> <laughs> like, just <laughs> announced, they put the voice distortion, and then you announce your full name instantly. But I want my face to be completely... <laughs> yeah. No one should know what I sound like. <laughs> no one should know what my hands that's, look okay, like. Okay, that's really funny. How do we, how is that a, how is that a sketch? Because yeah. that, that's too good, too good to be wasted, right? What is it? It's like it's a it's a context in which it's okay to know somebody's name and somebody. Maybe in the future, everybody knows everybody's name. Maybe in the future, mm-hmm. okay? Because we all stay at home, just in our little pod, right? Your voice becomes your entire identity, and you just communicate via your voice with mm-hmm. like various avatars over I mean this is not this is get this is this is in a way taking a lot of the what what <laughs> comedy there was out of uh, Jack's idea but you 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 just can you know your 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 voice is applied to an avatar in a in a virtual world yeah, and therefore yeah. all the details about your identity are sort of contained within your voice and your actual name and you know even what you look like is no longer relevant to identifying somebody or or, or uh, issuing consequences. Maybe you're a mm. teacher mm. and you've got a very popular YouTube account. Yes. And podcast. Yes. And you don't want people to know your real name. Yeah. Or what your face looks like. <laughs> and so you create some some fake identity. Mm. Um, and uh, but you're happy for people to know that name. <laughs> but not what your face looks like, and you yeah. make yourself look like a goat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, that's, a, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. I wonder how that would apply in reality. Like the leader of the of Planet Broadcast. The leader. The leader. <laughs> One of the leaders. <laughs> um, I wonder right. what the because there was that guy who um, 
uh, he was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was some sort of serious meeting thing that was happening over like mm. Zoom or Skype or something. And then he had the cat thing turned oh, on. The and cat it was, filter. Yeah. And he was just kind of a, just a sweet old man who was like, I don't know what's happening here. I'm not a cat, please. Mm. I don't, know. I don't like, think he was a sweet old man, actually. I think it was a court proceeding. He was a lawyer, but it turned out that he'd be, he was like on trial or he'd had various misdemeanors. Oh, okay. Uh, if I see an old man can... as a cat, I just I assume the best. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> and, and then his thing worked. This was his defense the whole time. That's a time great strategy. To look like a cute kitten. Yeah. Sorry, if I, I turned myself into a cat, I don't know how. I, <laughs> I, I assure you, I am not a cat. <laughs> Too dumb to commit a crime, that's for sure. <laughs> that's his whole defense. <laughs> um, well, all I was saying with that was that it's like, I wonder what the... Like I think we'll get to a point where people with those sort mm. of like digital stuff on their face will mm. be like what's the most like serious position of power that someone could mm. could need to have that kind of digital disguise on is well, what I was thinking. Mm. Uh I guess there's no reason why like we couldn't be in a dystopian future and uh a, a sort of a big brother type character who appears in our homes over screens and sort of tells us how to behave and how to enslaves us, couldn't do that through the avatar of a cute little cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what judges already do? Like in, in, in Australia and stuff, they put on a cute little wig a little made wig. of horse yeah. and they, they, they dress up in some robes like they're a wizard. Do you, and is that to be cute, do you think, or to make them... Well, I mean, it's still it's still wearing some kind of stupid costume, costume. To, to make you look different. Yeah. Um, I know that we associate that costume with sort of spending life in jail or whatever like that. Um but, but it is a furry. It is a little fuzzy little. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a there's a parallel there. I think it would be great if we if judges they just had to wear a wig, and it didn't matter <laughs> if it was a judge's wig or, or or anything. The important thing was that they're wearing a wig. I do like that. Do you think that there's ever a situation where like like you know legally they have to wear the wig for it to be uh, for the judgment to be valid? I don't know. This doesn't doesn't feel like it's the case, but just in case. You get a mistrial because it turns out that was the judge's real hair. Yeah. And it all, all, the loop all died and looped around like that. Or the, the, the wig's gone missing and then in a, in a, like a sort of in a last minute rush, he just has to grab any wig for, for it to be valid. And he gets, uh, I guess, a silly looking one. Maybe he runs by, he, he's walking by a barber shop and mm. he just picks up some clippings mm. off of the ground that they've just swept up. Yes. And he just kind of sprinkles them on his head before going on. And he goes, well, this is not all my real hair. <laughs> it's shedding during the, mm-hmm. the proceedings. Um, <laughs> hair is going in his mouth. Uh, I think probably the reason I, they, they actually uh, I think they got rid of those um, those wigs now. I think uh, in, in quite Victoria recently well. in Victoria, yeah. but I think uh, maybe also that you know they could judges now have, can have access sort of uh, follicle transplant technology and that sort of thing and have uh, you know surgery done to 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 do it that way. It's a more natural thing. Maybe if you're wearing a full Yeti costume or like a full Bigfoot outfit, do you think that would count as a I think that as you go up to higher levels of court, so you start in the the local magistrate, and as you go up, the judges should have to have more hair on their body until when you get to the Supreme Court, they are in full Yeti costumes. (laughs) (laughs) Like Bigfoot is real and decides most. Like he's the highest level Mm. of... Exactly. Judgment in the world. Yes. Yeah, you've yes. got a yeti. You've got what's what's the other word for Bigfoot? The one? Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Mm. And the, the, uh, so so the, the the full panel of the Supreme yeah, Court yeah. involves all different versions of the yeti. Mm-hmm. So um, Sasquatch, yeti, chukacabra, all crypto, all cryptids, all cryptozoologies. So there's a bunyip. No yeah. animals we can prove are real. Yeah. Are up there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like that thing when you're when you're you know the, like the, with the lethal injection where they, it's messed up so that whoever's pushing the two people push in a lethal injection button, but it, there's something in the randomization of it so so it's never known who actually pushed the. That's button. That's a thing. I think so. That's a thing that exists. I think so. I heard that, I heard about that with like um where they do uh what's the word firing squad that like one of the people doesn't have a bullet in their gun or has yeah. a blank so you could always. Be like, I probably was the guy with the blank. Yeah. So I didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've worked out what this is. This is a cross between Judge Judy mm. and the masked singer. Okay. Right? Yeah. And what it is, these the, the cases are real. 
the uh, <laughs> the, the bullets are is, real. Yeah, real. The judgments are real, but the uh, the judge is a random celebrity dressed as a large animal, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. you, the, the, the 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 trial plays out, and then the verdict is delivered, and then the jury and I guess the convicted criminal uh, get to tr- try and guess who the judge was the entire time, and then we reveal who the judge was. Are you maybe a free man if you correctly guess you, the celebrity? Yeah, or you lose a year off your yeah. sentence. <laughs> that is exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you get to commit, commit yeah. one more crime. Yeah. You st- just one. Any last crimes before you go to prison yeah. forever? You should be allowed to. When you, if you're going to prison for life, yeah. right, that's a life sentence, and that's not going to get any worse. Right, so they In can't court, send you, you any could more commit time. any crime you want, and then you can commit one more crime, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't affect your sentence. You could steal from your lawyer. Mm. You what are some good crimes? Yeah, because crimes you can commit in the court. It's yeah. not a lot of room to if your hands are tied, maybe or I don't know if they are. Yeah, court crime. This is, and then you go to court court, and if it's, it's a court. It's a smaller court within the court where they. <laughs> they it's <laughs> a corner of the court. Yeah, it's a corner of the court where you go to court court and. Before they can can before they can finish the original trial, you have to have your small sub trial. A, a lot uh, of people completed. think it's just a a court that they've put there for kids to entertain them while <laughs> uh, while the parents are in court, right? But actually, it's actually a court court for mm. any c- crimes committed in court. Mm. Mm. And in the corner of that yes. is an even smaller court for bugs. No, no, well, this is if you commit still for crimes in court. Still for people. No. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. So but you, but, but the, in court the, court. the adults, the people who are in the court, are still mm. really big. Full sized. So they <laughs> have to like sit on bigger and bigger, uh, smaller and smaller chairs, and mm. they look bigger and bigger. And mm. um, is that? I don't know. Look, is there? Some, wait, okay, so wait, I've got yeah. judges' rule change. They have to wear a wig. Okay, wait. Now we got. Well, but I, yeah, I think that like the one of like the judges are in disguise and yeah. you don't know who it is. Yeah, and yeah, I think Sasquatch here. That's interesting because. Uh, what it is doing oh, yeah. is it's taking your, your you know your mask serial format, and now it's the judges who are and 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 the voice you know a lot of the time it was like we don't know who the contestant is or the judges don't know who the contestant is. I haven't seen these shows, but I I think this is more or less how it takes place. But then they um uh now it's the judges we don't know who they are, so we don't know whether or not to trust their opinion. Until it's too late, you don't know whether or not there was any validity to your life sentence until after it's been uh, it's been passed. It's like okay, yeah, it's yeah that's interesting. And then you're like, oh man, it was I was just given the the death penalty by Danny Minogue. <laughs> 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 she doesn't have that power over me. But but the the judgments are real. You signed yeah. something at the start, so so now she actually does. But and it's almost like you're you're running a double blind. A double-blind uh, legal system. Mm. So you can see this is the, you know this is the whole thing behind it. Obviously, mm. is that um, there's there's a big experiment on the legal system and oh. to see whether pe- people who are not legally trained not le- get the same verdicts. Yeah, who are people who are who are given sentences that are not legally enforceable, mm. whether or not they recover better and and rejoin society. Uh, better so so that and you, and you also get to make a TV show out of it. Yeah, um, it's the greatest. You know, so actually, <laughs> actually, you weren't you weren't uh, sentenced to death on the, the death penalty. You're actually just got a sugar pill. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but but not that, not that they were going to give you a pill to kill you. Um, they were still going to electrocute you. But <laughs> <laughs> so you still do get killed. No, no, you don't no. get killed. You don't get killed. <laughs> you, none of the none of the death penalty happens. You were just sentenced, and then then they uh, let you out because it wasn't real. Because but but you got to. I think you should still get killed. Okay, you should yeah. Still get killed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, right. I but. was just you know I was just seeing if I how far how far I could take it. Um, yeah, I um, just because I was thinking about these uh, cryptozoological uh, judges sure. and stuff. You know, mm. I um. One I heard about recently because I thought I kind of knew most of them, but I was watching this thing about uh, Bigfoot and a guy was like listing a bunch of them. It's like every cultures have their own, uh, you know, creatures. And he listed mm. it like all the classics. You got the Sasquatch and mm. the El Chupacabra. And then it like the it's like a map of the globe zooming around to where they all live mm. and it zoops into like Southeast Asia. And he goes, you know, Orang Pandek. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Orang Pandek. 
That's one. And now he, he's my new reference for uh, any like cryptozoological mm. thing. And, yeah. and what is Zurang Peng Deck like? There's not. I've been trying to Google. There's not a ton of. The guy made it out like you know Urang Pendek. We oh, all yeah. know about, and then sure. I looked into it. It's like there's not a lot of stuff about Urang Pendek. But I think he's kind of like a. He's a jungle man. Yeah, I, th- I think more of like a a beast than a man. I guess oh. like I think maybe more beast than a man. Yeah, I think it maybe walks on four legs sometimes. But mm. I saw, I saw one depiction where it was sort of like a, just like a really small hairy man. I guess. Which, you know, it's like they do exist. And I feel like sometimes people just see hairy men and go like, I've discovered a new one. And now it's just a man in the jungle. Hello, that's me. I'm Eric. Oh, yes. I'm a small hairy man. I mean, it's the question, isn't it? It's like, how how much evidence do you need for there to be a new crypto zoological animal? I want an urban yeti. Oh, one that yeah. we can we can claim to see around the streets of but that, Melbourne, in a way that no down one, an alleyway. No one really sees, but everybody just gets catches a glimpse of. Yeah, it. sort of like that panther that's always supposedly mm, around the Otway panther the, around the farms and things like that. We know we're, they they saw it this time for mm. for real. Mm. How good was the uh, thylacine, uh, the Tasmanian thylacine uh, fiasco? When the guy said he discovered them, did you were you across this? Chat? I'm not sure what, what this one is. Like it was like two weeks ago. Someone, Tasmanian tiger, the a Tasmanian oh, right, tiger right, right. Yeah. Uh, mob who say they were searching for it, publicised the fact that they'd found it in videos, and then they released the videos, and they they didn't look anything like a thylacine. They just looked like a little wallaby, and that's what it was. Yeah, but they were really sure. Was was what was going on there? Did they actually think it was a thylacine, or were they just trying to get attention? Well. I mean, he was like, look, and there's a baby, so they've been breeding. Mm. You know, like he seemed sure. Yeah, He seemed really sure. sure. He was having his beer. He was kicking back. He was done for the day. Yeah. He'd done his work. They'd achieved, he'd achieved his life's goal. And he, had, and, he was, and he had sent it off to the experts. Yeah. He was like, well, now that's all we need is the final tick from yeah. the professionals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, this is what I dedicate all my time to. And uh... I've, I've established myself as somebody with the ability to decide whether or not a thylacine exists. Mm. And and like it's it's like he'd never seen one in his life like like never even seen a picture or had a clue you know, what they're supposed to look like you know who would who would organize a group like that um to make people looking for thylacines uh seem really stupid thylacines oh my they God. would they would actually <laughs> they would organize a group like that to get people off their trail trying to discredit the idea yeah 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 you're saying that thylacines are working at the highest levels of government Two. I don't know if they're working with the government, but they're actually controlling small group of men. Yeah. That's nothing like the government. You're right. Well, it's a small group of men who like to have a drink and mm. sort of spend a little bit of time in the bush. Those those hunters of these mythical animals are like I think they're the most interesting people alive. Mm. I any like I don't I don't know enough about any of the creatures they're looking for, but any documentary or YouTube thing about those guys, it's just like I feel like, you know, you know, if you're like a bit wrong about something, you're just mistaken on something. Mm. So someone calls you on it and you maybe have a bit of resistance. You're like, oh, yeah, you sure? I don't know. And then like maybe after enough evidence comes to you, you go like, all right, well, I was on the wrong end of that yeah. one. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And then you, there's some people who they just have a bit of an impulse where they'll sort of stand their ground a bit too long. I just feel like those people are just the like furthest evolution of that mm. behavior where they're like, no, actually... I am right, and I'm going to live in the woods forever to prove it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give tours of this forest every single day. Yeah. I'm going to. It does feel a little bit like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I feel like if you spent enough time in the jungle looking for Bigfoot, you would end up sort of very hairy and naked and afraid <laughs> of society mm. and just sort of running away. Anyway, I mean, uh, I think the idea that that maybe a Bigfoot is just the last. Uh, mm. Each Bigfoot that is seen as the last Bigfoot expert to have lost his That's mind. That's great. That's yeah. like the final evolution of looking for Bigfoot is you become Bigfoot. It's a, it's a, it's like Buddhism. It is. You surrender <laughs> exactly yourself the same to Bigfoot. as Buddhism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's essentially Buddhism yeah. right there. I, I, it's the middle path yeah. through the forest <laughs> as a big person who's lost their mind. I, I, I like that it's just, you know. Do you really need to work that hard to come up with an excuse to go camping with your friends? Yeah. <laughs> it's just 
Just just actually just go camping with your friends. <laughs> I think actually it's pretty hard to justify once life really gets going and you you know you've you got know kids and things true. like that to get time yeah, away. Yeah. But if you frame it as a life's passion, yeah, and you know you're going to uncover something, mm. I think you could. I think you could convince your, your, your wife and kids that your you, could, you need to spend a little bit of time away every week with your buddies. And, you know, when, just when they're starting to lose interest in you pursuing this thing, you just fake a little bit more evidence to get a couple more yeah. weekends out of them. It's got, it's got nothing to do with convincing society at large. You just need to convince your beloved. Mm. Mm. Anyway... Um... Look, I'm going to write that down, even though it's what the the the, the idea of convincing the beloved is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think all of cryptozoology could be explained by mm. just a need to get out of the house occasionally, yeah, yeah. for a couple of days. I uh, this is absolutely nothing at all. But I was thinking the other day about how, like, you know, men's sheds association, mm. um, that like you know, it's space just for just for men to, you know, get away and just have space just for men. Um, but even the word shed is is mostly she, and I just think that that's, you mm. know, you'd, you'd, you'd want to go and find... You think get a head? Yeah, yeah. men's head. Men, men's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's you a giant, a... like, lunar park type thing where you walk in the mouth and <laughs> there you go. greeted by your boys in there. I think that would be a great way for men to explore mental health. Is that what if they actually went inside a, a big, a big, a big man's head, and then there can be sort of an obstacle course type thing where there are people dressed as various different repressed emotions, yeah. sort of chasing you or jumping out, or you've got to crawl through mud, mm. but the mud is I don't know loneliness or um, uh, your, your your parents not cuddling you enough. Well, what's something that would actually make you say your problems out loud that isn't just having mm. to bring them up. Mm. You know, what, what about torture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, so you torture somebody's and, and, until they tell you how they're... <laughs> oh, this is very good, Alistair. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to get men to talk about their feelings. What if we torture them until they do tell us about their feelings? Yeah. So it's a, it's a sort of a mandated um, government... Uh, I feel program. Like a, quite a lot of the feelings would be like, I don't like this torture. Well, <laughs> sure, but that's another pro- problem that we can fix with torture. Right. We'll right. get to that, okay? We're trying to get yeah. to. For, first, we've got to sort out the childhood issues, well, and then we can deal with this more recent stuff yeah. like you're, whinge, you're whinging about the torture. Or you could think of the, the, the mentioning, I don't like this torture, is a real icebreaker of like mm. l- allowing okay. it to start that's flowing. Something that yeah. you're feeling. Sure. Yeah, oh, I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> right. think about it. Firstly, in about 15 minutes, you're going to be in my position getting to torture me. Oh! So, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's nice. And you're going to quite enjoy that. I'm having a great time. Mm. So it's a thing that guys can do together. Guys torturing guys. Mm. <laughs> well, know, I mean... a giant head. That's often, <laughs> I mean, that's often what, you know, uh, men's, you know, sports clubs and things like mm. that. You already are torturing... <laughs> each other. Each other. In a way. You know? And that's why it's so suppressed. Right, but if now you're torturing it with the tor- torturing each other with the purpose of mm. getting these feelings out, oh, you know, maybe they get points for every breakthrough that they have. You know, and since everybody eventually breaks in torture, yes. it's kind of more acceptable to let your feelings out. Mm. You're right. You go, you're you know? giving mm. yourself permission, yeah, to cry. If. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're being tortured anyway, who's to say whether or not you're crying about the the hot um, toothpicks <laughs> under your fingernails or some girly thing? Exactly. You can hide yeah, like the, hide the personal tears in amongst the pain. Exactly. You know who, who who's to say if you're screaming about your childhood mm. or about the waterboarding that has occurred because you know you you you're just coming up for breath after 30 seconds under being held under waterboarding is a perfect tear disguise you <laughs> slip a few out there mid waterboards you come out it's like were you crying in there mate uh, n- n- who's to say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never tell you yeah. <laughs> tell me <laughs> and then you put him back underwater and that's just what you want because you can have another good cry yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're falling straight into your trap <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a positive feedback loop. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, this, isn't this great that, like, 
it's good good to know that as a guy you can just save up your tears for in case you're ever tortured anyway and you just get them all out then i'm not i'm not repressing anything i'm saving my tears yeah. <laughs> until i can get them all out in one go when it's you know in a in a context when it's it's happening anyway yeah. you know it's not either it's raining really hard but yeah if i'm being tortured that's that's the perfect cover it's like hiding in in plain sight or hiding in a crowd Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That would be really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. What, mean, about, what about maybe if you're walking behind a person? What about if you're swimming? If you're swimming, is or you know scuba diving or something, yeah. that's a great time to have a cry. Do you think those guys mm, who do like the um, like they swim the English Channel or something? They're actually that's the what their main mission is. But their have secret big, personal mission is the world. The, they're also breaking the world record for biggest cry. The biggest cry. Nobody can get you for that. Yeah, they don't even have to <laughs> pop up at either end of the pool to. Anyone could get a look if they were crying or not. What about at the pool when they, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like they used to say when you're a kid that they put something in there that will change colour if you do a wee, so they'll know if you do a wee. Well, we also have another one that changes colour if anybody's crying in the pool, okay? It'll go bright green and everyone will know if you're crying. So no crying in the pool. If What about we have a new facility that's like a new public toilet, but it's just a place to go and cry? You know, and you can cry into a basin and then flush the tears Maybe away. It could just be a wipe he- your a, face a, a like Hessian you're wiping sack. your a yeah. Hessian sack. You know, like you know, like with parks. You know, if they have those, like mm. you know, they've made like a vibraphone or something like that for kids yeah. to hit, and they always have the mallets <laughs> that are attached with a wire. What about a, just a post in a park? Yeah, <laughs> a just, sack. It's got a bunch of sacks hanging, atta- hanging on on wires, and yeah. you can just put the sack over your head and cry. That's really funny. It's a public, you know. Maybe there's That's some sponges great. in there. You yeah, can just a cry into cry the sponges. facility. Yeah, and then you can just wring it out. Wring it down, out. Yeah, and then like that. <laughs> it's just an amenity like anything else. It's just, why aren't there facilities? It's like a face trough. <laughs> you know. Why couldn't it just be exactly like a urinal? Yeah. It's a urinal. Like, you go in there, it's just metal. With a, with a, <laughs> you just, yeah. So it's about head height. You rest your chin on there. <laughs> and you and a couple of other blokes, well, what about they put it above the regular urinal and it just oh, l- now r- runs above yeah. there. And then oh, when you go and stand nice. at the urinal efficiency. With, your, <laughs> with, your, with, your, with a couple of other blokes, you just rest your chin on the upper urinal and have a bloody good, bloody good cry. And you could just, like, in terms of the language, it could just fall under, if you say, I'm taking a leak, mm. just be like, oh, I'm just taking exactly. a leak, I'll be back. And they don't know what, they don't know <laughs> what kind of leak. I'm <laughs> leaking from all over. That's right. And I think maybe this this would make those separators even more crucial. Mm. You know, because I think, you know, people, of course, are, are worried about people looking at their junk or whatever. So, mm. You know, some people have those thoughts. Mm. I wouldn't know who. But why would you Why would you? <laughs> I wouldn't worry know anything about, about that. I don't have normal <laughs> thoughts like big people, so... Um, Whatever, whatever is a bad thought to have. I'm I don't worry about have people that. not looking at my yeah. penis. <laughs> um, I you think guys, you the, guys are looking, aren't you? I say. I, I think instead of a separator, there should be a telescope on each side. I, not that a, I need a, a telescope. Of, a series of mirrors. <laughs> I think like this, but just it just goes but directly up to each eye. A telescope is pointing the other way to make big things that are close look further away and small. That's right. Yeah, like a, a tele, not a magnifying glass, a telescope mm. that you can see planets with. Yeah, <laughs> far reaches of the galaxy, and, 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 and I would prefer that. <laughs> but you know, down towards penises, not you know. Um, but then you know, but up, up near the face, you get a little, you get a little privacy in there. Yeah. You know, a little face, little face hidden thing. Maybe the sack, you know, yeah. <laughs> crying sack. I think, uh, I think uh, a urinal where every you know different spot along the urinal is supplied with. A telescope, a binocular telescope, right? So everybody who's using the urinal 
is looking into the binocular telescope and it is pointed up and away at a distant galaxy. Yeah. Then, then you know, nothing could be further than the chance of a, a, a person looking at, you know, if, if you were to ask, are you looking at my junk? I'd say nothing could be further from the truth because I'm actually inspecting the Andromeda Nebula. I'm and, actually uh, trying to observe the ends of the universe, mm, the mm. very ends where light itself... So, so there's no chance of me getting a glimpse. Don't worry. Maybe in the reflection... Of the uh, oh, of no. the eyepiece, <laughs> you know, and that little conical, not conical, but convex. Is it convex? Would you say it's like lens? You know, just as you're bringing there, you see a little, you see a tiny little minute little protrusion from the from the shadow beside you. You go, oh no, I won't, in all honesty, be able to tell this person that I yeah. that I wasn't looking because mm. my eye was attracted to the to the flippity floppity movement. <laughs> In the in the little spot in the reflection, um, you missed the greatest like space breakthrough of all time. It's like <laughs> two suns explode and you're flop. Like, Sorry, mate, I missed that sun exploding. Yeah. I was, Maybe I was we should have put up the little barriers after yeah. all. You know, but that would actually be good if we did do that. That w- that is how we could keep an eye on whether or not there are any kind of meteors or anything like no that. No one will be playing paying closer attention than the people who are trying not to look elsewhere. Exactly. really be. I mean, that is putting sort of um, mm. homophobia, people's inbuilt yes, harnessing it to work, yeah. yeah, to protect the earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in a way, it's the search, you know, that SETI thing, search for extra- extraterrestrial intelligence, where they were using your spare computer power, processing power, to um, scan the heavens and or, you know, process data and look for evidence of alien life. Well, this is exactly the same thing with spare eye power because when you're standing at the Ural Null, your eyes are not being used and that eye power is just going to waste and we are tapping into that vast, you know, untold hours of looking time that are literally pissed away every year. And mm-hmm. I think of the breakthroughs and there could just be a whiteboard there in front of the urinal that you just write down coordinates <laughs> as you as you spot things and then somebody comes in and checks all of that at the end of the day and then it's 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 sent straight to um NASA. the parks observatory yeah or then or the maybe the Euro, the european space agency which i think that, you know doesn't european get a... all right <laughs> you, <laughs> the european <laughs> space agency which doesn't definitely doesn't get as much publicity. I mean, how well that works is incredible. It is. It's yeah. remarkable, um, isn't it? <laughs> this is the, the fact that you yeah, said that. Yeah. Oh, You're, we should end the episode. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We can't. Even though we have enough, I think we need at least one more before we go in mm, for, for our three words. Yeah. Until you're fully satisfied, you've got that little little empty space in your in your in your gut hole. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gut hole. Space agency. Would it be good to go to a uh, a, 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 a restaurant and they do actually scan your stomach and they can tell you if there's still room in there? You know, they have a they you, you sit like in an X-ray machine. You eat in an X-ray machine, mm. and you know they 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 tailor the size of each meal to. Ex- exactly what space you have remaining in your stomach. Maybe even the shape of the meal. It's like Tetris, and they'll see a little, a little gap somewhere in, in, the, in the stomach, mm-hmm. and they're like, we can, we can carve a, a carrot to fit exactly in there, and then they, uh, they give it to you. Obviously, and this is in a world in which you swallow foods whole. But maybe they yeah. could do some modeling where they, you know, they, they also scan and your nice teeth. It's nice for them to do they some sca- modeling. They scan your teeth as well, and they see about roughly... You know, um, maybe they keep a camera in your back of your throat for the week mm. as well and see roughly how much you chew, mm. and then they, they get an idea. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I it's think a that, big... um, I think that uh, Gyro Dreams of Sushi guy does that. Yeah. Like he, mm. I think he just gives women smaller amounts, and then he says that's because their stomachs are smaller, and that's his whole. And people are like, you're the greatest genius you've ever lived. <laughs> um, how does he know that he he could only have learned this from? Hundreds of years of, of uh, sushi making. Exactly. 
Well, he is perfected it over his 80 years or whatever of doing it. So, you know, he's probably given he's probably given so many women big mouthfuls that they just couldn't handle. He's probably mm. had countless women mm. fainting. Yeah. <laughs> Collapsing. <laughs> Collapsing from, from the mouthful sizes that, you know. Uh, Notoriously, like, the smallest food around. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like, you know, when you're like, oh, I ate way too much of that enormous pieces of sushi. Sushi. Just... Yeah, it filled just, me right up. Oh, little that little mound of rice with this uh, slimy piece of fish. I'd like to find ways to in which we as Westerners can further defile the concept of sushi. You know, with the way in which mm. we we reinterpret. It. I I think a huge sushi log that you know, f- you know that's 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 I guess you know a foot thick. Oh, so so still like a sushi roll. Yeah, it's a sushi a sushi roll, but maybe you you get it like as a huge one in the middle of the table, and Dad mm. can carve it or something and give everybody a slice. Yeah, or um, I mean, look, I didn't have an idea before no, I went no, into no, this, no, but maybe okay. um, maybe you could put it into a you know like one of those uh, packets, like you get that kind of gel for when you go out oh, running or whatever right. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But you just kind of you just blend up some sushi <laughs> oh. into that, and you just squirt it in your mouth. Yeah, like well, one of those little yogurt things for kids, mm. but it's sushi, and it's blended up, and it's a it's a it's a sushi on the go kind of. Um, sushi, you know, the, if you were to just listen to the word, you would think it would be a lot more sloppy than it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a sloppy word. It's a very sloppy word. Jack, how would you defile um, sushi if you had, a, <laughs> if you had an opportunity? Let's um, say somebody said somebody was from the um, what's the opposite of like the preservation of Japanese culture, like an right. institute like that that it was for defiling Japanese desecration culture. of yeah, Japanese yeah. Yeah. culture. Yeah. And you and you, they said, okay, Jack. Uh, like you know, you're 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 a freelance mm. person who yeah. does freelance work. You can't really say no when work falls in your lap. No, exactly. Like this. And they <laughs> they say, Jack, I have what is what looks like eight hundred dollars here. Yes, and this is for one day's work. I need your best ideas mm. uh, on how we can insult Japanese culture. <laughs> Through the form of sushi. And and your name's not going to be attached to this end project. You're... So you can just go wild. Right. As long as you don't tweet about it, nobody's ever going to know that you were doing this job. Yeah. So when the show goes out, you're going to have plausible di- deniability. And you're going to be able to join in with the Twitter mob of attacking it yeah. and criticizing it for, you know, how incredibly offensive it is. Don't worry. This isn't going to jeopardize any of that for you. Yeah. So um, that, yeah. I mean, I'd have a lot of questions about what their objective was, well, who was funding them, <laughs> who was, like, what their whole yeah, thing was. Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, one of the rules is you're not allowed to ask any questions. No that's, questions. that's basically our only rule, is you can't ask where this money's coming from. <laughs> All you know is that you've just got to come up with ideas. And you and, and look, they say we know that you have limited knowledge of Japanese yeah. culture, so you don't probably that, that, don't necessarily know what would insult them well, at most. I've been thinking about this a lot in an other context where like I feel like <laughs> okay. Well so I can't really talk about it, but uh... <laughs> Yeah, a different culture has got in touch with me for some defiling work. <laughs> um, no, but it's like oh so every culture has like some really amazing food. But it's like I feel like if you think of um so what the answer would be, I would not change sushi itself, but I would rebrand the idea of Japanese restaurants. Because if you look at, like, like Middle Eastern food is amazing, mm. but it's the only food that we mostly order, like, drunkenly at 3 a.m., yes. like, <laughs> screaming at them to put barbecue sauce on it and shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just need that. Like, that needs to be... Mm. You shift sushi restaurant Japanese from being, like, a nice restaurant that you mm. would sit down with your friends yeah. and Take family. Take off your shoes and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, dress up and go out to dinner. Like, that's done. From there, like, yeah. you just fund a bunch of yeah. Japanese restaurants. Greasy, like, sloppy, late-night Japanese. Yeah, the guys working there are, like, screaming at you. They're mm. like, what do you want? Quick, we got to turn mm. it around. Like, it's just... Uh, they're open, like, way too... Like, right... Ne- they're always, like, right mm. next to horrible nightclubs as well. Mm. It's people, like... Falling out of nightclubs mm. into sushi restaurants, I feel like that would yeah. do the trick. Can I, I think? I think that's great. Is there a dirtier way that you could have food served? I mean, is there a filthier way than sort of just when you're out of your mind drunk? Um, uh, prisons pr- and prisons. Yeah. I guess you could just be prison food. Yeah. Sorry, Andy, I interrupted what you were going to say, no, which no, was no. actually an idea. Where well, was... well, I mean, I'm. I think you could absolutely. You know how there's that show nailed it. 
mm. uh, which is no. on Netflix. It's a baking show, right? Yeah. But it's more about cake decorating is basically the gist of it. And they get people on who think that they're good. I don't know how they do the interview process for these people, but they basically get people on who think that they're good at making cakes or baking. None of them are good. They're all terrible. They're universally wow. terrible. They get them to do a little spiel saying how passionate they are about cooking. And then they give them the challenge of replicating an incredibly complicated cake. And then they just film them and then they show pictures of the results and compare them to the uh, the actual thing and the judges just take the piss out of them, right? Wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like a sort of a, a version of that and then a sort of a version that's a little bit like Iron Chef as well, which we've mm. referred to before. But um, it and it and it is you know instead of doing a faithful version of a, um, a you know a traditional dish yeah. from a from a different culture, it, it literally is your, the challenge is to do the most sort of horrific westernized version mm. of mm. of this traditional dish. And you know, I think I think it would be fun because then you, you could get you know an expert. Um, mm. Uh, Japanese sushi chef or, or, or whoever it is and for them it's a chance to let loose and to do you know a parody version yeah. of their own um, beloved uh, creations yeah and you you know yeah I think I think it would be great to see just how bad you know can you turn a uh, what's what's an example of a uh, you know uh, a, a delicate um, French broth-based sure. something or other into a something that you can do on a barbecue or, you know, what what's the... Imagine a broth you could do on a barbecue. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. So one that just that's like... Just like it's like a steam that just wafts into you. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, one that one that can just yeah, either, either hovers or just you just get whatever broth is left on the grill in mm. between the bars that, that you know, mm. that fell through like yeah, that. Yeah, scrape it up. Yeah. Mm, suck it up. Maybe you'd have to get one of those little straws that they keep in your mouth when you're at the fried dentist. Fried soup. <gasps> Barbecue yeah. fried soup. Deep fried soup. Deep fried soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you pour, you pour the liquid oh, straight soup. into the boiling <laughs> into oil. <laughs> Slope it it down. leaps up all over your body, burning you. <laughs> Flames. It's just the oil and the liquid and the water-based liquid are not mixing. It's just um... screams coming from the kitchen. That's could, all could it you is. You do that though. You do that, but then you still get whatever the chips and stuff you were gonna fry in the oil. Pop that in then, and now you've got soup chips. Soup chips. Soup fried chips. <laughs> soup fried chips. <laughs> Another French cuisine, yeah. French fries, SFC. Oh. Well, I guess that's just taking. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's probably just taking French onion soup, which is French, mm. French fries, and bringing them together, but swapping yeah. the way you cook them. Mm. One, you know, yeah, cook in oil, you fry the soup, <laughs> fry the soup, and you boil the chips, and you boil the chips. <laughs> that's what you do. You boil soup. Mm. Never thought about that. You, you just boil it in its own liquid rather than mm. put it in another water yeah. <laughs> yeah. that you're boiling. Um, what have we come up with here? I think I think I, mean, I think I'm I'm just going to say my defile a culture cooking show defile a culture yeah. is it would actually you would get that up you would get that commissioned if it had the right spirit and I and it's taking all of the sort of the cultural appropriation kind of frisson uh, which does sound like a cooking word. Uh, mm. That we have in today's culture, and and then and then turning that into um, TV ratings gold. Not I think that I... Netflix releases its ratings, but uh... yeah, we know, yeah. we know what's good. Yeah, um, and I think if the judging panel was like very sort of old, dignified mm. members of the culture you're defiling, yeah, that would be a, a good <laughs> payoff at the end of them being like, just ooh, ooh not a fan. <laughs> It's really funny. I don't know why I keep thinking that if you were doing British food, you would mm. defile it by making it good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. That's the ultimate challenge. At the end of each episode, you then have to make a good version of British food. Um, of look, a chip booty. I mean, look, chip that takes booty. us to the end of the main section, I think. Mm. But we The have thorax of the show. The thorax, the main, the main plum of the show. But now we get down to the nut. Uh. <laughs> um, 
And uh, we have three words from a listener. A listener who at some point has gone by a different name, but now has revealed their real name. They were once one. <gasps> one. But they've revealed themselves to be Tommy Timerson. Tommy Timerson. <laughs> one. I, I still I, feel like they're, yeah. they're, it, it, they're hiding something I, from us. Well, it's yeah, possible. Yeah, we're like... <laughs> Two layers into a babushka doll. Yeah. Various identities. Someone needs to torture this man to see mm. who, how he really feels. Um, come up with three words. I don't know if you want to try and guess. Jack, do you mind if we have a guest guess the first word? Oh, a it's guest a guest guess. guess. Oh, I'd love to. Um, do you want to try and guess what the first word might be? Uh, well, the first word is, is ghoul. I'm sorry. No, and it's oh, not even close to any so of the I words. I oh, man. I, 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 I'd never realized what it's like to be on this side yeah. of this. You look such, like such a fucking yeah. idiot. And, and I, don't I can't think... believe you thought that was the first word. You didn't cool. even get a single letter right. Oh, oh right. that's the greatest embarrassment. Well, you, you don't know how I spell ghoul. Oh, you're right. You're right. I don't know that, and I was making assumptions. Yeah. The first word is Sandy. Right. Andy, do you want to try one? Uh... Lubashenko? No, but you at least got some letters right. Thank you. No, the second one. Letters. This You're is how you do it. <laughs> playing the field. Eh? Yeah. Playing the numbers game. Uh, it only seemed good because of how bad Jack did. Uh, slander. All right. Oh, no, you know what? I'll, yeah, since we're slander. going around, I'll try and guess the third yeah, one. Yeah, sure. Is it sandwich? Yes, it is. Oh, Alistair. <laughs> See, that's how you do it, Jack. Yeah. Well, you could learn a thing or two from Alistair. That was Sandy. Slander, sandwich, slandwich, slandywitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this isn't a sketch so much as a true thing I've observed. I think it's mm. funny. Um, the So comedian Ronnie Chang had a joke about a restaurant. There's a real restaurant in North mm. Melbourne called Simple Sandwich. Sensible, Sensible, Sensible Sandwich, yeah. right. Yeah. And the joke's like he goes in and they say what sandwich do you want and he says just go crazy and he, mm. they're, they're like where do you think you are a sensible <laughs> sandwich right it's a great job yes now that's a real place that i would always walk past when i lived in north melbourne and i always thought like because i'm pretty sure he did that like on the big tv gala and everything and i yeah. always wonder like how many people has their business gone up because of that stand-up routine because that's the only thing i know it from mm. it's not mm. like a chain of restaurants or anything it's just one shop in the and then ronnie chang has Moved out of Australia, and I'm pretty sure it went out of business. And oh, I, no. I like the idea that just Ronnie Chang doing that bit around town in Melbourne was the only thing keeping this business operating. <laughs> well, there are there there do seem to be like businesses and things like like Wish dot com, right? Where a big part of their business model seems to be people taking the piss out of it, right? Mm. You you become a cultural thing by like being weird and noteworthy enough that people can make jokes about you even like right-wing commentators they get they get clout from saying stupid enough things that everybody has to react to it and then you know it gets out there so when they named mm. it sensible sandwich i think they were probably saying let's name it something really silly that a comedian a successful comedian yeah. with a real great clear comedic voice is going to be able to take the piss out of and that'll be our marketing campaign word of mouth you It'll know, be off the charts. But you know what? I think, in a way, that was that might have been the joke that launched Ronnie. You know, and in a, in a way, yeah. they, they said, "Let's come up with a name that will give a comedian his start <laughs> and get him on the path to the greatest success you've seen any person attain in such a short period of time." Mm. So, <laughs> do you think that maybe he, Ronnie wrote the joke before the restaurant even existed? Thought this will be a great joke, and then I don't know. Maybe he 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 came. He won some money in a lottery or something, and he he used it to fund the creation of the restaurant, so that he was then able to, to hang justify. off that his the, the joke. You know, because I think if you come up with a, it's hard to come up with good jokes, but you come mm. up with a bit like that, it would be a shame to let it die just because mm. the sensible sandwich restaurant and if doesn't exist. If you're mm. only trying to come up with jokes based on things that do exist, mm. you're limiting yourself so much. Oh, yeah, man. The, the amount of things that don't exist is so much mm. bigger than the things that do. You can't go mm. on stage and say, imagine if there was a restaurant called yeah. Sensible Sandwich. That's right. I'd no, go yeah. in there and tell them to go crazy. Yeah. I, think, gonna yeah. laugh. I think if you follow the money, it would all lead back to, to, to yeah. Cheng. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
And by his code, he could never lie. He yes. never just say there was a <laughs> well, he's a comedian's code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comedy comes from um, truth. We've I, established this. I mean, on this idea that things sometimes things get get uh, popular because they just are so inflammatory mm. that um, that they do well. What if you could create a product based off of something that already gets a lot of hate? Ah. You know, online. And maybe just sort of take advantage of that mm. those hashtags that hate heat. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I guess I suppose maybe some you know some of this uh, defile a culture thing would probably get oh, on, get yeah. a lot of those racist kind <laughs> of uh, twi- you know Twitter hashtags hashtag racist. Um, but that's that's going to be our our marketing campaign is hashtag racist. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's our official ta- hashtag of the show. But, you know, is there something about, you know, getting sand in things, uh, you know, mm. getting sand, you know, like, you know, you hear about people having sex on the beach and they mm. get sand, that, and that's uncomfortable. Well, get uh, sand in your food, that's Sand bad. in a sandwich is actually, you know, sand in any type of food mm. is, a, is, a, is a horrific thing. Mm. And, you know, one of, the, one of the great things about most restaurants is that they do a good job of keeping sand out of the kitchen. That's what, yeah, I guess and that's, yeah. You that's sort fun. of, it's. It's almost taken for granted at this point that there's not mm. going to be any sand in the kitchen and that you're going to, you know, you, you, you go there, you're going to be able to eat in peace, not terrified of the, you know, not, not oppressed by the thought that you will get sand in your food. But let's say, let's say, uh, you know, a new, a new mm. kid on the block arrives, mm. you know. Let's say the opposite of the sensible yes. sandwich guy. Yeah. Oh, who we know yeah. deep down is probably running, yeah. running chair. Yeah. Um, and he says... We've all believed that maybe what what's what's good about food is mm. that it doesn't have sand in it. Yes, but what if I base the whole restaurant slash sandwich bar mm. on the idea that I think food should have sand in it? Yeah, I think already you've got my attention. Don't out. you yeah. think? Don't you think a lot of people would just go and go like you know I'd like like out. you'd have to go see this place, <laughs> see the guy just sprinkling handfuls of sand <laughs> yeah. onto the food. He makes a perfectly good meal. You know, maybe he does some of those things where it's like a sweet potato mm. and he puts vegetables mm. and sort of spring onions on there mm. and some sour cream mm. and stuff like that. And then he's just got a big bucket of wet sand. <laughs> wet like sand? Wet oh, sand. I don't know if it needs to be wet. <laughs> no, well, it's going to get wet anyway. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't need... You're you know, right. Look, it's heavier to carry. I it's, think this is the thing, though. You don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. A tiniest sprinkle. Any grit at all. And it's... It's horrific. You don't need a lot, but this place does generous helpings. <laughs> yeah. You know, people love that. People love a generous helping. It's not yeah. good, but he gives you a lot of sand. I don't yeah. like the sand, but I got my money's worth. And I, I appreciate that. You know, and I think people would get around it. they go, look, there's just ways of eating mm. it so that, you know, you don't get your teeth too close together. Mm. That's, but does he charge a reasonable price or is it? Is a it reasonable all, price for what the food would be. Yeah, without yeah. the sand. You know, I think ten dollars for a combo. Yeah, you know, uh, I, think I mean, these days that's a that's a that's a really middle of the road decent price for a, yeah. a sandwich. And I feel like I, my only real expertise is comedy, and I feel mm. like with that you get so annoyed of like, well, I think I know what's funny, and yet I have to prove that to mm. an audience of people who don't know about comedy and haven't yeah. spent years and years thinking about comedy. Mm. And I feel like everyone has some version of that with the thing they know a lot about, justifying mm. that to people who don't know a lot about. Mm. Everyone is has that frustration. So I feel yeah. like if the restaurant owner just came out like really guns blazing, it was like, look, you don't know about food. You don't know what's good. I've studied this. I think the sand is good. I think it would be an amazing, an amazing <laughs> moment when yeah. you're standing there with everyone else in the queue because it's quite a popular cafe already yeah right and that moment when he reaches for the sand bucket everyone yeah. in the room's holding their breath just watching it go on <laughs> yeah with impunity you're like, he makes yeah. a beautiful sandwich and then just the sand goes on everyone's <laughs> like oh right and then you pick up you you pick him up your sandwich you pay him your money like a little bitch it's a kind of a <laughs> yeah S and M, it's like <laughs> sandwich. But it was just a known right, thing right. amongst foodies where mm. he was legitimately the the best cook mm. in town. But it was like, oh, by the way, you got to remember to ask for no sand. That's the only yeah. thing. They're like, well, <laughs> and then if you forget, you get like he wants to put the sand on. Yeah. You have to really talk him out of it. But then you get the best meal that's in the city. <laughs> 
I, like, oh, the only way you could get out of it is by hmm. saying you have a sand allergy. Yeah, yeah. Then he begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, he really grumbles about that being bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. He has yeah. to do it. And he might. He, and he's probably going to find a workaround. He's yeah. probably going to get gravel. Or, <laughs> you know, or just, you know, dirt, just pure dirt. Yeah. Whatever. It's like, oh, dirt for the people who are allergic to sand, apparently. Really oh, apparently everybody's addicted to sand. I really love hearing you say the word dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it's real something. I, I mean, what about this? What's it got to take? Because sand feels like it conceptually would fit alongside the other condiments on the standard uh, table. Yeah. You know, your, your, your pepper, your salt, mm. maybe your sugar, whatever. Sand feels like it's it's of a piece sugar, with yeah. those. And, you know, all the other all the other uh, condiments are designed to heighten the eating experience and make it better, mm. right? And, you know, sometimes, what if, what if you put too much of your other condiments on and it becomes too good? You need yeah. to take it back a little bit in the level that you'll enjoy the food. Just a just a tiny sprinkle of sand there from the sand, the sand grinder, the sand shaker. Well, I think just to bring it back mm. within the realms of, you know, human enjoyability. Well, well, if you, normally, if you over spice a dish, mm. you know, you add too much, you know, chili, or maybe you over salt it, mm. right? There's actually nothing you can do to take that stuff out. Exactly. But you can distract from <laughs> yes. it by adding sand mm. to the meal. If you ate a big mouthful of sand that happens to have chili in it. And they were like, what was that experience like? You you wouldn't say, oh, it's spicy. Yeah. Like that would that would be so far down what you yeah. were feeling. You say it was it was dry, yeah. I, it, was, it was gritty, yeah. it was it, it was all over my mouth. I yeah. felt there was friction. It was tearing a part of my gums. Uh, I was getting in between my teeth yeah. and my gums. Um, oh, so not spicy. I'm not hearing uh, spicy. Mm. We got away with the chili, everybody. This is like that miracle <laughs> berry that makes, you know, that makes sour things sweet and things like that. This is the thing that makes spice invisible mm. to the, to the or tongue. Just, just not the worst thing about it. <laughs> well, yeah, not invisible, yeah. but just not the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in a way, is a form yeah. of invisibility. Exactly. It's like, it's like that, that gorilla passing the ball on that basketball mm. thing, on the basketball court. You don't see it because mm. you're so... Busy focusing on distraction. The distraction. Well, look, we've written down some sketch ideas here, guys. It's taken us, it's taken us, you know, on a real journey. Um, a lot of Sasquatch-based stuff, yeah. I think. Um, let me see. Let me take us through them. Uh, mm. We've got judges' rule change. They have to wear a wig, and then it also becomes a thing that the more <laughs> the more senior you are as a judge, the more hair you've got to wear. Until the top, the top judges in the in we, the court. We don't have to add this to the thing or anything. It's just an idea I had back then that mm, I just remembered. Sure, but it's like a um, it's one of those male hair loss solutions like that Shane Warne advertises. Mm, except hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it specifically grows you like a long judge's wig. <laughs> out. Like that's the only way we can defeat baldness. Is like you can't get your your regular hair back, but we can get you a long. There judge's is something wig. with horse hair where it does actually regrow mm. much. You know, it doesn't yeah, react yeah. In the same uh, way. The, the, their slogan is, "Do I look bald? You be the judge." Oh, now mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That's really good. <laughs> Um, then we've got oh yes yeah, so, yeah so then the top judges judges in the world brand hair replacement. <laughs> I mean, it would get you a lot of respect walking mm. around. You know, you don't necessarily have to wear the robes, but you could wear a lot of dark clothes. You know, mm. dark, loose fitting clothes. People... I think the judge look could is due to come into fashion. Yeah, <laughs> we've tapped everything else for possible fashion things. Yeah, all those other ranks of authority, like those kind of like navy military stuff, military kind of stuff. They've all become trendy in mm. styles. No one's crossed over to the like magistrate sort of legal mm. fashion. We've got mask singer for judges. If you guess, if you guess who the celebrity is, you're a free man <laughs> or woman. Um, it's fun times. We got Bigfoot is just Bigfoot enthusiasts who've lost their mind. So you know, each yeah. Bigfoot enthusiast. Um, Eventually, and their feet get bigger somehow. Wow! All the walking, be. all the walking, or yeah. they just got lots of mud caked on them. I suppose you know. I suppose once you're barefoot in the woods, mm. there's so much stuff out there that bites, and you know, there's so many conditions you could develop. Eventually, things are just going to get bigger. Things are going to swell. Yeah, we've got love of Bigfoot is just an excuse to get out of the house, convince the partners 
that you're doing important work, you know? Mm. And that's, look, everything in the end comes back to having a little me time. Mm. Uh, and then we got men's head. That's the opposite <laughs> of shed. Because it's, <laughs> uh, it's taking the she out of it, you know? It's, I mean, this is not fixing people's problems with toxic masculinity, yeah. that they couldn't even have she in their yeah, shed. Sometimes maybe we've just got to accept that. We've got other problems we need to treat. Yeah. And then uh, it's also a place where men can go to torture each other to get their feelings out. Mm. Um, tell me how you feel, you know. And uh, it's a or good else, way of, yeah. Or else, yeah. It's a good way of just getting those, getting those emotions out by force. You know, mm. helping people. It's men helping men talk about their problems. <laughs> um, then we got public crying urinal. Mm. Um, That's fun. Yeah, little little stainless steel trough at chin height. At chin height. It's hard know. for the short people who've got to sort of hop to get up there. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. there's also the possible, of, you know, oh, the, the being, sack ones. Being up too were... short to cry is a bad, oh. you're having a bad time. Yeah. yeah. You must be this tall too. Anyway, we've got telescopes Weep. at urinals to protect Earth from comets. That's the your appeing space, <laughs> space agency. That's um, just using homophobia to... Um, People's inbuilt homophobia to protect the earth from uh, um, meteorites. Meteorites. We got defile a culture TV show. You know, it's take a, make food uh, from a culture in such a way that it's comp- the most the insulting. most the most offensive. That's that's what it is. That's how they judge it at the end. The, this is who's the most made offensive. the one that's the most offensive yeah. to <laughs> to this culture. I mean, that's what you I want. I think we yeah. should do this as a yeah. show. Um, then we, mm, and then sushi with chips. Sushi with chips. I mean, we, we've got deep fried soup and uh, boiled French fries. Mm. I mean, that's just boiled potatoes, probably. But um, then we got sand in the food restaurant, which is, you know, obviously a great idea. Obviously. obviously. I mean, we had fun talking about it, Alistair. And if that can, if half of that fun can be converted into uh, a sketch. Just handfuls of sand mm. being poured onto there. That's He's got good. a little dune. He's got a little dune oh. near the food like that. Oh, yeah. he, sometimes he, he gets, like, you got egg or something in there. He gets the egg. He rolls it around in the sand. Oh, yeah. Like Looks like you, he's making you know. a scotch egg. Yeah. <laughs> you know that meme with the, the salt guy who's yeah. doing that on the steak? He's like that with just a little sand bag. But handfuls yeah. of it. <laughs> Big, you know when you're like at the beach and you scoop up a big wet handful of sand, yeah. like right, like when it's it's wettest, like it's mm, the way it's just absolutely. gone over, and it makes that real satisfying like <laughs> kind of noise. I did yeah. that just a week right ago in your burrito. So. It was <laughs> great. Yeah, I, I can't get over the volume of sand in my mind. Every time I revert to thinking about just a little sprinkle, and you guys are going with such large amounts of sand. It is like it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful of sand. In I your think version. he. W- I think he would start with a little sprinkle, but then mm. if think of the amount of power and control you would feel if you did this insane thing and people went with it. Like you just want to test mm. the levels of how much sand right. you can cram into a meal. You're right. Yeah, no, it's got to be. If suddenly, if, if this is your, if this is your, your, your main feature. You're making this as unpleasant as well, possible. Well, maybe that because chili, in a way, eating chili is a little bit like that. Maybe this could be a sort of a new competitive thing for men. Mm. Again, and we're on the men thing. Yeah. But you know, men always go like, "Oh yeah, I can handle so much spice." You know, you'd build up your tolerance to mm. the point where you can handle a lot of sand in your food, big fistfuls of sand. Oh yeah, I think it would it would become like Vegemite. You know, like Vegemite, mm. I think is horrible. But then you, it's like. People go, oh, you, nah, you're eating too much. You just got to spread a little thin yeah. amount, and it's just like, which I have, I've gotten used to that a bit more. I don't mind that now, yeah. but it is like, I feel like you can anything that's bad, a good way of you can be like, oh, it's actually good if you use way, way less of it. Yeah, mm. like the more you have, the worse it is. But it's mm. just a little bit of sand. Mm. That's what you, that's get me to go. <laughs> and that's not what this, yeah. what this guy does. Could, could yeah. be a new, new Australian thing that we get celebrities to do yeah. when they go on our chat shows. You've got to try. Yeah. So what? What is this? They open up in a jar and it's just yeah, sand. Just, just sand. sprinkle some oh, in the yeah. sandwich. Force Tom Cruise to eat a big mouthful of <laughs> sand. <laughs> just put this on a dry cracker. <laughs> have a spoonful oh, of it. Just why is sp- that so much worse? <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna go into the song bit now. Mm. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you so much for listening to in the Think Tank. We really do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. it. Jack, did I hear that you're doing some kind of comedy festival show this year? Yeah, man. Like um, like you said, if you are in Melbourne in uh, 2021, yeah. um, I'm doing my show. Uh, it's called Rat Paradise. Uh, it's kind of the foundation of the show I was going to do last year, which it got cancelled last year. And bringing it back, I got 10 nights. Uh, it's on a place called Loop Bar. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it. I'm excited about it's it. It's going to be so good. I look Thanks, forward man. to seeing it myself, Jack. Thank I, you both for uh, retweeting the tweet I did about it. What a dream it was for me it's to get to It's actually the least we can do. Yeah. <laughs> and I intend to do more. Yeah. Oh, well, thank Jack, you. Um, are you on Twitter and things like that? I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, just at Jack Drews on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube now. Uh, Jack has a really, really funny newsletter. Yep. Get um, very, you know, semi-regular updates of uh, just a great bit of comedy writing. It's always fun. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's the link to that. It's just on my Twitter, I think. And, oh, it is. And um, if you do want to see the festival show, uh, you can use the code word RAT. And that'll get you five dollars off the tickets. Whoa! And if people want to call you on your mobile, yeah, yeah. Um, if you already have my mobile number, please do anytime. Yeah, I'm around. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it out, but if you got it, you okay. use it. Great. I, uh, no I, I think calling is coming back. I think talking on the phone is coming back. I think text is on the way out. Now we're just trying to avoid Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like getting into calling. Um, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Two and Tank. You can find me at Alistair TB. You can I'm find stupid old Andy. You can support us on Patreon. And you there's can... all our shows and shit are down below. Our thousands of plugs. Mm. Um, thank you so much for your constant support and for existing. And uh, we, I believe, we love love you. And I think the people we love is you. You, yeah. That's who that's who's the victim of our love. <laughs> Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.